Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the Senior Pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. It's good to be back home. Hallelujah. Praise God. Even if you didn't miss me, me, I missed you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, we went for certain um, work-related uh, assignments. Uh, praise God. All right. This morning, we're starting a new series titled GPS. GPS. Um, normally, there's a normal device that looks like this. That is called GPS. This one is called the Global Positioning System. Um, it gives direction, as you can see. Most of us have it today now in Nigeria. Um, it can direct you from where you are to where you need to be. It directs you from where you are to where you need to be. And it's an amazing thing. I remember uh, many years ago, the first time I used it many years ago, it was, it was brilliant. It was amazing. I mean, you could just type in your address or type in certain location, and the thing will just start directing you. Turn left, turn right, and you'll find yourself where you're going to. Amen. Such a delight. Praise God. But today we're teaching on G- the GPS that is God's positional system. It's actually God doing the same thing that this device does for us. It's actually God also taking us from where we are to where we want to be or need to be. God also providing guidance. How many of you will like to be hearing God give you directions on a daily basis? Hallelujah. Wouldn't that be amazing? That you can, you know, you, you, you can hear God regarding issues of your life every day. I mean, that would, be, that would be so amazing. Because as a pastor, people ask me questions every day that there's no way I can answer. Pastor, there's this man. He said he wants to marry me. He said he's a good man. He said he loved me. Pastor, is he a good man? Does he love me? I said, my sister, I cannot know. There's no way I can know. <laughs> Praise God. There's no way I can know. But do you know there's somebody that knows? It will be so amazing. It will be so amazing if we can hear from God every time we need it. Praise God. And the good news is that actually we can hear from God whenever we need it. We can actually be guided by God from where we are to where we need to be. Glory to God. Let's see Psalm 38 and verse, Psalm 32, verse 8. Psalm 32, verse 8. It says, I will instruct you and what? Teach you in the way thou shalt go. I will guide thee with what? My eyes. Look at what God is saying. God said, I will, I will instruct you and I will teach you in the way you should go. He said, I will guide you with my eyes. Can you imagine God guiding you with his eyes? What does that mean? They don't mean that you are, you are looking at God's eyes to look where he's looking at. That's not what they mean. 
is they are saying that God wants to do the same thing the GPS, natural GPS does. Because that natural GPS, what it does is that there's satellites in heaven, I mean, not in heaven, there's satellites in the skies, and it is seeing everything going on, and it can direct you and tell you where there's traffic. God is saying, that's exactly what I do too. That I'm up there from heaven, I can see what you cannot see from down here. Somebody get what I'm saying? Same device. So, as we are here now, we cannot see Oshodi. Even though Oshodi is on the same playing ground with us, we can't see Oshodi. But if you are up, you can see the whole Nigeria at once. Am I correct? So, God is saying, I want to guide you with my own eyes. As I am looking, I will be giving you information here. How many of you know that planes don't see each other? I hope you know. Because if you don't know, you think your pilot is seeing, he's not seeing. All your pilot is using is this same thing. Satellite telling him there's a plane coming. Go down. There's a plane beside you. Turn left. That's all. He's not seeing the other plane, no. I know that you went that plane again, but it doesn't matter. Just know that your pilot, you support him by prayer. He's not seeing anything. <laughs> Praise God. Because you see window in the, you know, in the cockpit, you think they're really seeing. It's only on the ground they're seeing. Once they take off into the clouds, they're not seeing anything. They're just driving by faith. Can you imagine? I'm not even entering. I'll trek into America next time. No need. Just trek. If I start on time, I'll get there. <laughs> The key is to start early. <laughs> Praise God. So God is saying, I'm using my own view because I can see everything and the beauty of God's own GPS, how it is better than this normal GPS is that this GPS can only see real time. But God's own can see real time and it can also see the future. God's own can see 10 years from now. Hallelujah. That's amazing. That means God can tell you, don't even bother to invest in that thing. God can tell you, don't bother to even buy that thing. I'm not going to live here for long. God can tell you, don't, don't, don't marry that person. He can see. Not just real time, but he can see the future. So, we, this is actually better than GPS. Somebody get what I'm saying? GPS can't see that a car is about to hit you. He can, this natural GPS. He can just say, be going. Oh, this is clear. God can be saying, it's not clear. One trailer is about to lose control. Somebody get what I'm saying? That's GPS. I can never forget. So, when we say a youth fellowship, somebody shared a testimony. He said it was coming from, I think, Ife, one of these universities, to Lagos. And there was that last space in the bus, the one beside the door, the last space. They were waiting for one passenger to move. And he got there and he sat down there. And then he sat down to enter. The Lego just told him, come down. Don't enter that place. And he, he didn't know why. He said, this is, the, this is the last seat. If I enter this seat, I'll move now, which is a good thing. He said, don't go. So he came down. On that person, he entered that place. He entered on that bus. He said, as later one day, when they met that bus that he didn't enter in front, it had some assaulted. And the person that took his seat died. GPS can't tell you. Natural GPS can't tell you that. But God's GPS can tell you that one. I get what I'm saying. He said, I will guide you with what? My eye. Wouldn't that be a beauty? Is that not beautiful? That God can guide you with his own eyes. Because he can see what men can see. My prayer is that in this whole month, as we study on divine direction and God's guidance, your spiritual sensitivity will be heightened like never before in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will know exactly what God wants you to do per time. So, God wants to lead and guide his children. God never wanted us to be without guidance. God never designed us as believers to live without his guidance. It was never his plan. My, 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 my objective for today's service, because this is an intro. We're, we're going to do this all through the month. This is an intro. My objective for today is to try and stir up a desire in you. 
to be guided by God. Because from God's side, he's ready. God never created you without, I mean, to, to live without direction. That was never his plan. He created you from day one to always be guided by his spirit. That was his plan. I mean, is it not funny that you have ears and you have mouth? How can the person that gave you ears and mouth not have ears and mouth? I don't know if you get what I'm saying. How can the person that made you to have ear, to hear other people, how can he not have ears? How can the person that made you to be able to talk, not have mouth? They say that's what differentiates him from idols. Then get ear, but they know they hear. Then get mouth. I'm, I'm singing it off key, I know, but you know what I'm saying. They say that's what differentiates the almighty God from idols. Those idols don't have, they, they don't hear, they don't talk. But your father speaks. Do you know how frustrating it can be? To be talking to someone that can hear but is not hearing. Very frustrating. That is how it is when you're a believer. And God is trying to tell you, don't go, don't go, don't go. But you are too distracted. You are too insensitive to hear. Listen, God is always speaking. The problem is for us to tune, to receive. As we are here now, AIT is beaming. Silverbed is beaming. CNN is beaming. You have to tune your radio or your TV to what? Receive the signals. The signals are here. That's how it is with God. God is always speaking. All the things you are crying about, he is speaking. You just have to tune yourself to hear it. God wants to speak to us. He created us with that capacity and capability to be guided and be led of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Now, from the onset, from when he made Adam, Adam was talking to God. Listen, God is not interested in a religion. God is interested in a relationship. That is what makes Christianity different. It is a relationship, not a religion. Somebody gets what I'm saying? So, right from the onset, when God made Adam, Adam was relating and talking to God. So, God told him, name the animals. How did God tell him to name the animals? They were communicating. God told him, you are blessed, multiply and dominate the earth. He, he was hearing um, God. Then they said, they said, God now brought Eve to him. And he said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. This is what they were communicating. In fact, even after Adam and Eve ate the fruit, and the Bible said God came in the cool of the day, that scripture connotes that it was a normal thing. Because there was no surprise. It means it was normal for God to come in the cool of the day to talk to them. Genesis. God came, look at it here. And they heard, both of them, they both heard the voice of the Lord God doing what? Walking in the garden when? In the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife, they hid themselves from the presence of God. And God said to them, he said, Adam, where are you? Did you bring it up? He said, Adam, God said, Adam, where are you? And Adam answered him. So they were communicating. Hallelujah. They were communicating. He said, where are you? So, um, um, I'm naked. He said, who told you you were naked? They were talking. So, Adam, the very first man, could hear God. The same thing with Abraham. Genesis 12. The Bible said, God told Abraham, get thee out of thy kindred, out of your um, father's house, and all that, out of your country, into a land that I will what? Show you. DJ, can you bring that up for me? So, even Abraham was hearing God. Even Noah was hearing God. How many of you know, when Noah built the ark, there was not rain. Rain has not fallen before. Can you imagine how mad Noah would have looked? 
God told him to build an ark that it will rain and it will flood. There had never been rain on the earth. So he was describing to people that something will fall. It's like water. But plenty of it. They say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It will be so plenty to keep people. They say, mm-hmm. I'm sure in their mind they say, this one don't mad. What's in the smoke? But he had God. Noah had God. Abraham had God. Hallelujah. They, they all had God. So God originally created us to be guided by him. I like Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is what? My shepherd. What's the principal thing she shepherd does to sheep? Guidance. Guidance. Shepherd doesn't put grass in the mouth of sheep. Am I correct? All that a shepherd does is to guide the sheep. She said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall know what. He makes me to what? Lie down in green pastures. He leads me. Beside the stage, the leading. That's what shepherd does. Psalm 23 is not prayer for you to claim. It's they are telling you how to get anything you need in this life. Follow your shepherd. Hallelujah. Say you shall not want. Every lack is traceable to your lack of sensitivity. Are you here, somebody? May your spiritual ears be open in the name of Jesus. Trust me, you don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing. There's so much. Every struggle a believer is facing is because of their lack of sensitivity. There's nothing you need that God doesn't have. Only that he needs to guide you to the green pastures. He will not bring the green pastures to your bedroom. He will guide you. Then he will make you lie down there. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, all this goes even right to the New Testament. He said, Romans 8.14, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? The sons of God. So every child of God has the capacity to be guided by God. To be led by God. Every child of God can hear God. Can be led by God. See, it is a relationship that God wants with you. Some of you just pray. You go and you go and pray. You just tell God all your problem and you don't wait to hear what he has to say. The Bible says, trust the Lord with all your heart. He says, in all your ways, do what? Acknowledge him. Did you bring it up? Proverbs 35. He said, and he will direct what? Your path. To be praying and just leaving it to God to go and do it. You can't send God on errand though. He will guide you to the green pastures. He will lead you beside the still waters. He's leading. Look at it here. He said, trust in God with all your heart. Don't lean on your, what you think you know. He says, in how many of your ways? All. Do what? Acknowledge him. And he will do what? Direct your path. Wow. Won't it be beautiful for you to say, hey, Lord, I need a car, and it directs your path? Oh, man, I have too many stories to share. Uh, look, my, 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 my Christian life has been a blessing because of the few times that God was able to communicate with me, that I, I caught it. It made a world of difference. Ah, I, I mean, my life would have been horrible if I couldn't hear God. When I see how some people live just by trial or error, ah, 
it pains me. I pity them. You know, there are some people that actually live by trial or error. As in sincerely, this is their best life by just trial and error. They've never heard God concerning anything. They've never been guided. They've never seen God other them and said, do this one. If you're here and you've never done that, I pray that in this month of March, your spiritual ears will be open in the name of Jesus. You'll be guided to go to your next breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Ah, it can save you a lot of heartache. If you are sensitive to hear God, it can save you. Hey. <laughs> I wrote jam only once in my life. Once. You know some people, they, when they want to feel jam from is Kalo Kalo. Should I do accountancy? Should I do business? Then they'll be asking human beings. They'll be asking other people. Other people that are pilgrims like you. It's like all of us are looking for direction. You're asking me, how can I know? I don't forget what I'm saying. Yes, some people will say, look at me. Do I look like a doctor or pharmacist? <laughs> then the guy will look at you. Mm, you are a doctor. Some of you, your parents have just filled your form for you. From when you were young, they say you are an engineer. Really? Your parents too are pilgrims. They too are trying to find their route and their way. Is anybody here that has lived before? This is your second or third time on the earth. Can I see your hand? All of you are here for the first time. Somebody gets what I'm saying. There are some things you can be asking men to tell you. They can never know. I don't know if somebody gets what I'm saying. Your life will be sweeter if you can hear God. I pray for you that this month of March, your sensitivity will be heightened in the name of Jesus. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? Sons of God. This means that every child of God has the capacity to be led by God. Every. Every. You don't have to be a spiritual giant. From the day you become born again, you already have the capacity inside you to be guided by God. Every. How did I know this? I know this by the word of God. The scripture I just quoted to you, Romans 8.14. But apart from that, I also know this by experience. From when I became born again, I began to hear God. I didn't even know, I, I didn't have the privilege of these teachings you are getting. Because I just became born again. I shared the story in the first service. I was a chronic unbeliever. Serious about going to hell. <laughs> Very chronic one. Indian hemp smoking, prostitute patronizing, beer guzzling, pistol carrying, money stealing. Unbeliever. So, my parents, I'd finished secondary school. Of course, I was a hooligan all through secondary school. Bad boy. Finished secondary school, was living in Lagos. My parents had moved to the village then. So, I was causing problems in Lagos. They said I should come and stay with them in the village. When I got to the village, I was chasing all the village girls. <laughs> Seriously, I was causing trouble. I don't want to give you the stories because your mind stay. It's not interesting. It's not a good story. So, but I was causing trouble in the village, basically. So, then I had an elder brother. I still have an elder brother. My elder brother was in Makodi. He was born again and was in the military. He's still in the military. So, my parents said, okay, go and stay with your brother in Makodi. They sent me to him because he was in the military, not because he was born again. But he, being a born again Christian, he knew that since I was causing problem, he knew that he had to pray for me. Now, he was the only one that was saved in our family. And I, I think I was the next that became saved because he was praying for me. So, he began to pray, him and his friends. I had not even come then. I was still in the village or in Lagos, but they were always sharing my testimony. 
to him how I was causing trouble. So he began to gather his other army officer friends and they kept praying for me to get born again, praying for me to get born again. So by the time I landed Makodi, immediately I landed, I had already found where the prostitutes were, I had found where they were selling their hem. You know, all bad boys are like, when you land, you know, you're, you're, you meet, meet your colleagues. <laughs> so I started making my connections. New bad boy in town. I know I'm from Lagos, so I'm a bad boy on another level. I was oppressing all the Makodi bad boys with Lagos bad boy gist. So they were all tripped to see me. I was grooving. But I didn't know that they had been praying for me. Thank God for those old school believers. Because those days when they gather in prayer meetings, they pray for people to be saved. Today when we gather in prayer meetings, we are praying for God, I want to marry. God, I want to have money. My breakthrough. That's what people are praying for today. So sad. But those days, they used to pray for souls to be saved. So whenever you come, you bring somebody you want to, you, your family that you want to be born again. That's what we share as prayer point that time. So my name had been coming up permanently in the prayer the group. So everybody knew me, even though they had not met me. I didn't know all this gist until later. So by the time I landed, my God, my brother was going to church every day, so I had to be following him to church. But I was not born again. You know, I would go to church and be looking at the fine, fine girls. Some of you are like, hey, I hear like that. <laughs> you will get born again in the name of Jesus. I was once your fellow colleague. And today, see what God is doing in my life. So you can do the same thing with your own life. So we go and I'll be looking at if I find guests in choir, if I find guests everywhere. That's all I was doing every day. <laughs> I had Bible, but I didn't know anywhere in the Bible. When they say open Jeremiah, I'll say, ah. I will go to the table of content because there's nowhere I can know where Jeremiah is. <laughs> so they say, one day they were doing convention. I think it's a men's program or whatever, I can't remember. They say, all oh, men, wait behind. So I'm a man. By force, I wait behind. They say, okay, we are doing convention. We want everybody to participate. We say, no problem. They say, those that want to do prayer chain, two, two hours prayer chain, come this way. Me, I've not even born again. Prayer chain. I hide. Those that want to do ushering, come this way. Those that want to do, they were calling different things that require spiritual life to do. I know I'm not born again, so I can't contribute. And they look for the one where they go do work. Then I finally said, um, those that want to do rally, you know rally, where you go with boss and go and share flyer. Say, those that want to do rally, come out. Ah, I jump. That one, no need born again. You don't need Holy Ghost to do that one. You just need your personal ghost. You don't need Holy Ghost for that one. I said, yes, yes, yes. I didn't know that my eagerness and excitement was showing. That I've seen something I can finally do to escape prayer chain and other things. So I was very happy, eager. With the way I was eager, when we finished the meeting, my brother assumed that with the way I was eager, I had given my life to Christ. See problem. So when they finished, like, he came to greet me. Congratulations. I said, excuse me, oh, I'm not. Before I finish, your, his other friends, big, big army officers, they were all coming one by one. Say, congratulations. We have been praying for you for three. I said, don't share my testimony yet. I never born again. <laughs> now, dodge and they, do, they didn't hear. Those who they didn't hear what I'm saying. They say, congratulations. And they were taking me about. Go and meet pastor. Say, he has now. This is the boy we've been praying for. I said, more for that continue the prayer. Keep praying, oh. <laughs> Don't stop the prayer. I never born again. <laughs> but you know what? The moment they just dragged me into all that and I really now committed my life to Christ, right there and then, I just knew in my spirit I was going to be a pastor. You see, I was not even spiritually, I don't even know what it took to be a pastor. But you see, because I had become born again, my spirit could catch whatever was my life's purpose already at that time. I was just a newborn again Christian, maybe one week. But I knew, like, since that time, this is 1994 or thereabouts, 
I had never done any other thing except preaching since 1994. Never done any other thing. So that's how, that's how sure it was. So I'm telling you that from the day you become born again, your spirit actually comes alive. It's like your baby that is born. It has the capacity to start hearing. It's, it's inborn. So from the time you become born again, your spirit has the capacity to start hearing. It's just that you are not tuned to it. You are not aware of it. I just knew I was going to be a pastor. Can you imagine? I just knew. I knew like I knew. It wasn't a joke. I knew like I knew my name. And this means that I, I'm just born. I'm, I'm cigarette smoking. I, I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know any Bible. I didn't know any verse. But I knew like I knew my name. I was going to be a preacher. Can you imagine that? Bad boy like me. And you know what? I, I so knew it that I started preaching door to door immediately. The only problem was that I knew only John 3.16. But I was sharing it everywhere, door to door, and I've memorized it. So don't interrupt me when I'm talking to you. If you interrupt me, I have to start again from the beginning. So I'll knock at door. Hello, John three sixteen. Say good morning. Say mm-hmm. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. I have my message prepared. If you give life, you'll not perish. I have my. I don't even ask them if they are born again. After I finish talking, they say I'm born again. So it doesn't matter. I'll go next door. John three sixteen. I didn't even know how to preach, but I knew like I knew my name. I was called to ministry. Never done anything else since that time. 20-something years now. I so knew it that I had admission to Unilag. I didn't go. I said, I, don't, I will not take it. I will go to Bible school first. So I did one year Bible school first. I said, I won't go. And thank God, because I, I didn't know what would have, have become of me if I had gone to Unilag. You know how Unilag is? If you don't know, don't worry. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Somebody gets what I'm saying? From that day, I knew. So, I'm saying that, look, your spirit already has the capacity to hear God. You just have to tune yourself to it. Hallelujah. Say, in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will do what? Direct yourself. Now, listen. There are two kinds of hearing God, or two kinds of leading that you need to take note of. The first one is when God gives you a general mandate or general assignment or a divine assignment. Listen, this is where many Christians suffer. They confuse divine vision and divine strategy. Listen, when God gives you a divine vision, you need to still stay with him to get the divine strategy. Many people, the reason why you think you heard God about something and you pursued the thing and it didn't turn out the way you thought it would turn out because you didn't wait to also receive the strategy to go out. Let me give you an example. Maybe you are here and God tells you, go and run for local government chairman in your village. That's the vision, divine vision God gives you. You see yourself as local government chairman. At that time, don't leave that place. Oh. Stay with God. Thank him for the vision. Then ask him again, how on earth am I supposed to go about that? What's the next step? Many people don't wait. Many God plants the first vision in them. Um, be local government chairman of your local government. They go to the town council, gather people, and say, Listen, gentlemen, you are looking at your next local government chairman. And from there, some people have already started shooting you gone and swearing that you will never enter. Somebody gets what I'm saying? You've exposed yourself without asking God, what, Is that the thing to do? So eventually you will run, you will not enter, you will not say, God, you failed me. God said, you are the one that failed yourself. 
I only gave you the vision. You should have stayed to ask for what? The strategy. Same thing with business people. They tell you, start selling tires. Start selling clothes. And you, you just run and go and import. You just go anywhere and buy. You didn't ask God. Say, Lord, where am I sourcing it from? Which kind of clothes? Clothes are many. Do I need a shop or do I sell online? Do you see many strategies? But some people don't ask that one. That's why David never lost a battle. It wasn't just because he was strong or he had the covenant. If you check in the Bible, I don't have time to read all the story, but it said David always inquired of the Lord. Wow. You will see David will go to a battle today. Same enemy, same place. God will tell him, march straight ahead. Here we go. The next day, the enemy will come again. Everybody will assume, oh, let's go the same way. No, David will inquire again. And usually God will say, don't go the same way you did yesterday. Can you imagine? One time, there was one small land, one small community that David went to rescue. He rescued them. He asked, they did not give him accommodation because he was having an accommodation problem. So they gave him accommodation in the town. In that same place, he rescued. Then Saul, his enemy, heard that David was in that town and Saul was on his way. You know, some people, at that point, they will start binding and casting and say, Saul, you will not come. I bind you. Mm-mm. David went to God and said, Lord, will Saul come? God said, he will come. You see, at that point, some people say, let's gather and fight him. Mm. David said, this, give me one to ask God. These people I rescued, will they betray me to Saul? God said, they will betray you. David did something. David said, should I run away? God said, run. <laughs> That's why he never lost the battle. Because he, he didn't take anything for granted. Somebody guess what I'm saying? God tells you, move to Lagos. Lagos is big. God said, move to America. You just carry yourself and go to New York. Huh? America is a continent. Lord, where? In America. Where? Not just carry your bag. I'm in America. Come into America. Good morning, my people. <laughs> no. Somebody get what I'm saying. So there is the divine vision, but every divine vision requires divine what? Strategy. Didn't you see what God told Abraham? He said, leave your father's house. Leave your kindred. To a land I will show you. He didn't tell him where he was going. He just told him leave. Can you imagine if Abraham didn't hear God again? He just leave his father's house and be roaming around till today. He'll be roaming in Russia with all his property. He had to still hear God. Yes, God has told me to leave. To where? God, there's a right place. Listen, when you get the right place, it will be like they are waiting for you already. Hallelujah. Everything will be lined up. I have too many great examples to give you. There is a divine mandate. There is a divine strategy. So you must make it a habit to ask God. Say, in all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your pastor. Take time to ask him. Say, Lord, what should I do? Oh, this person wants to marry me. Lord, what should I do? Don't even wait for critical issues to start hearing God. Start with small, small issues. Start with small guidance. Hallelujah. I can never forget the very first time I heard the still, small voice very first time, many years ago too, it was close to that time that um, I started ministry. My elder brother brought a puzzle. Some of you know puzzle now. All these things that they, that you have, you know puzzle now? I don't have to explain that. If you don't know puzzle, God help you. So, <laughs> my elder brother, God, we normally do those things when we those days when we're young. So, he, he was more academically brilliant than me. Me, I'm more street smart. So he will bring uh, the puzzle. And by the way, that's why you must not follow the crowd. Your own destiny is unique. 
Because a lot of us are in problem because we, we thought we must go to university immediately after secondary school. Who said so? Now, immediately after university, I must marry. Who said so? Nigeria is rough. I must go to Canada. Who said so? Did God tell you to go to Canada? Let me continue. So, he brought the post to say, see this post to do it. And I just told him casually. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was saying then. I just told him casually, God will tell me the answer. So he laughed. He was not born again then. I was born again. But I was a new convert. I didn't even know all this since I was teaching now, then. The next day he came. He saw the paper on the table. He said, ah, you've not done this puzzle. And I said it again. That God will tell me the answer to this puzzle. Puzzle. The third day, he came again. I was lying down on the bed. He said, you've still not done this puzzle. And I said it again that God will tell me this answer. When he left, I was just lying down, doing nothing. Everyone was quiet. I just heard two, three, four in my spirit. And God said, that's the puzzle. I just jumped from the bed, grabbed the puzzle, and filled it out. Normally, that puzzle, the, whole, the idea of the puzzle is that you're supposed to be guessing the numbers, and be, you're supposed to do it many times and cancel many times. I filled it neatly without touching. God told me where to put the two, where to put the three, where to put the four. And I called him and said, this is the answer. Without any mistake. He was shocked. He said, how do you get it? I said, I told you before that God would tell me that. See, from when God spoke to me about puzzle that is of no importance, that's when I knew that then if I have more serious issues, God wants to guide me. He wants to guide me. So, dear sister, you want to marry? Ask God. You see, you need to acknowledge him for him to speak. The reason why many of you don't hear, you don't, you don't, you don't really want to hear. In the course of this, this month, we'll share all the things that will help you. This today is just intro. But you must want to. You must want to hear. Hallelujah. You must want to be guided. You have the capacity already. You must just want to be guided. Four things that can affect your hearing or being guided by God. Four things. Quickly, I'll run through them. Number one, laziness. You are just too lazy to spend time praying and listening to, for God's direction. You're just too lazy. I see people all the time tell me, uh, I ask them, do you read your Bible? No. Do you start praying? They say, no. I don't like to read. But this same person will go to Instagram and read all the 2,658 comments. You can read. You are just too lazy to read the right thing. Laziness. You are just too lazy to spend time with God. Number two, disappointment and frustration can affect you. Many people are hearing what God didn't say because they are frustrated. Say, God is calling me to Canada. Ah, because of Nigeria problem. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but Isaac wanted to leave to Egypt. Egypt was the America of their time. God told him, stay. Don't go anywhere. I will bless you here. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? Don't just uproot your family, uproot yourself. Ah, ah. Look, some things might look, you see, this life, this is your only chance. You don't have under one. Some things, eh, it might look good for food in the mouth, but on the long term of your destiny, some of you will get to heaven and find out you, 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 you're a colossal failure. Meanwhile, here, people were celebrating you. You were achieving what was not necessary because of just food. Somebody gets what I'm saying. Trust me, Nigeria can be frustrating. I live here with you. These trailers alone here is enough to relocate. <laughs> Anything can. See, but the problem is that you are allowing the things around you give you direction. 
Sometimes God is saying, just stay. This thing will soon pass. In your office, they annoy you. He say, I'm leaving. Are you sure? Are you leaving because God said to leave? Or you're leaving because there's somebody annoying you? Somebody gets what I'm saying? Frustrations. Number three, a sinful lifestyle. A sinful lifestyle can affect you from hearing God. Because it has a way of dulling your spirit. God is always speaking. It doesn't affect God speaking. It affects your ability to hear. The shape of your spirit. Because you're always in guilt. You're always in dealing with condemnation. Because every time you sin, something in you wants to run away from God. Even though God is ready to embrace you. God loves you. He wants to embrace you. But you see, because you, are, you know you are doing something bad, you are, you, are, you, are, you are not bold enough to come to his presence. And he's telling you to come, but you too, you are afraid to come. Because sin always carries guilt and condemnation. Somebody gets what I'm saying. I don't mean uh, you made one mistake. I'm talking about you are living a lifestyle of sin. See, some of you, 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 you say you go to America, you, you, you now divorce your wife here. Now marry for papers. Now you, you, are, you are doing things that will eventually make you sell your soul. So even after you have corrected everything, you are, there is something that has disconnected. You find it hard to flow again with God the way you used to. Because you have put your hand in too many nonsense. Hallelujah. Sinful lifestyle. Then last one. Impatience. You can't wait. John wants to marry you. He has proposed or made his intentions known. You have prayed and you have not heard anything. But you must give answer. You can't wait. So you just say yes. Hearing God can avert many heartbreaks. My wife was and is the first person I dated as a Christian. First person. You don't have to date 13 people before you find the one. What are you doing? Why are you jumping up and down? We'll talk about these things. Look, you must get to that stage where you don't move ahead until you hear God clearly about certain things. Let, let them wait. Anybody that can't wait, that's a sign they are not for you. Let them be going. Tell them, no, 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 I've not, I'm, I've not, I've not heard God. I just want to stay. Patience. Sometimes God needs patience to speak to you. So, my wife was the first person I dated. I wrote jam only once in my life. Only once. God told me the school to feel, and the cost to feel. Once. Somebody gets what I'm saying? Only once. You just, you, 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 you. See, do you know God can tell you the company to apply for? You can write application only once in your life. Hope you know. God is that into details. If you are ready. He can tell you, don't write 30 application. This is the place you will write it to, and this is what you will write. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God is so much. Even in the Old Testament. See Exodus 13 and I'll close here. Exodus 13, 21. Even in the Old Testament, they say he was so interested in leading them. Look at this. He said, um, give me NIV. Okay, I hope this is NIV. He said, by day, the Lord went ahead of them in what? A pillar of cloud to guide them on their way. And by night in what? pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by. See, he had told them go to Canaan, but that's just the vision. He needed to guide them daily to how to reach there. That's what I'm saying. Don't just say God has told you to do this thing. You need daily guidance on how to carry it out. 
Many marriages would not be in trouble if both of them can hear what. You want to give your point of view, and God said, don't say anything. Say, let me talk. When I was a newlywed, I suffered that thing where me and wife were discussing something. She's not getting my point. If I've ever married before, sometimes your husband won't get your point or your wife won't get Has it happened to you before? They are not getting you. you you're not listening. And me, I'm a teacher of the Bible. So I would tell, the Holy Ghost said, don't talk again. I will say, no, I'm a teacher. Let me, t- if I explain, I can teach you. If I explain, the more I explain, the more angry she's getting. Holy Ghost said, I told you not to talk. So the Holy Ghost will not just give you big instructions. Even in your day-to-day instructions, he can bring you to success. Even to today, my wife, thank God she's not even in this, in this service. Hope she's not at the back. My wife thinks I'm a great husband. Me, I know I'm not a great husband in that sense. I have a great coach. I have a great coach. So there are times... <laughs> I'll be somewhere, the Holy Ghost will say, order this thing for her. She will like it. So I will order it and bring it home, and she will really like it. And she'll be saying, wow, it's so nice you thought of it. I'll say, <laughs> only me and Holy Ghost know that I, am, I'm, I couldn't have been that smart to think of it. Those early days, there are times she will cook for me and bring the food. Better soup with everything, fish, stockfish, we'll fight inside. And as she cooked the food, as I'm about to dig in, the Holy Ghost say, give her your fish. Out of your dry fish. I'll say, Holy Ghost. She's the one that cooked the food. If she wants to eat fish, she would have eaten it inside the desert. Holy Ghost say, give her your fish. So I'll just take the fish and put it in her mouth. She'll just say, I was just about to beg you for your fish. She'll be happy. Me, I'll be saying, <laughs> I'm not that smart. I'm not that smart. Hallelujah. All marriages can be that sweet if you are in touch with the leadings of the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost can tell you marry somebody. How to not make the person happy? You need the small, small guidance every day. Do you know the Holy Ghost knows about sex? We're doing sex, seven sex lives this evening. Don't miss it all. Because I may put that says, how can we marry when we don't test drive the car? It's not all car they test drive. I'm a car enthusiast. If you know, if you know me well, I'm a car person. I, when I travel, I'm an international car tester. Or car test driver. When I travel abroad, I go to all car shops and be testing their car. Bring the Lexus out. Start it. I'm going around the corner. Enter. Jaguar. I detest all cars. There are some places I go. I want to test this car. <laughs> This is how they don't test this one. In fact, there's a sign on the car. Do not touch. Call the main test. Car that is $2.5 million. You want to test it. If you go outside now, car that jamming, what you go talk? <laughs> test, test, bow. 2.5. They've tested it. That's why it's this price. Somebody has tested it. Are you getting what I'm saying? I said, lady, do you know the price that was paid on your salvation? Somebody want to now test you. Hallelujah. Please don't miss love and marriage this evening. Don't miss it this evening. Seven sex lies. You'll be blessed by it. Don't miss it this evening. I get what I'm saying, somebody. So that marriage can be sweet with the Holy Ghost. He will tell you what to do, what to cook, what to say, when to say it. 
you now look like a star. Even in your office, divine guide. There are too many stories. I will share all these things as we go on. But I pray for you today that your spiritual ears will be open in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will go to your office this week and you will look like a star. Amen. Because all the things that have been giving them problems, you will bring solutions in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will go to your place of business. They say business is not moving. God will show you how it will move in the name of Jesus. You are looking for who to marry or you don't know if the person close to you is the person you should marry. I decree there will be clarity in the name of Jesus. You will know what to feel in that form. You will know where to apply for that job in the mighty name of Jesus. Before I pray the last prayer, Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. I decree that this week our steps will be ordered of the Lord. Nobody will walk into any crisis. Nobody will walk into any danger. I decree that this week you walk into prosperity. You walk into open doors. That's your green pastures. God will guide you to lie down there in the name of Jesus. I decree that you will be a solution provider at the place that you walk. You will be a problem solver at the place that you walk. I decree that the strategies to expand your business it will be released to you this week in the name of Jesus. Whatever is in your hand will grow. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412. Or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org. David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.